Two days later, Liliana invited Peter to take advantage of the break in the weather, ride the Kiev funicular to the top, and stroll the upmarket shopping street of Kreschetik all the way to the Maiden and back. Once there, our return trip will be a nice jaunt down on Rivsky descent. We can return to our starting point and have a beer, she explained. To revive our sore bodies, Peter joked. Built before the communist, the funicular rail had served Kiev's residents to connect Lower Podil to the city's center. Its cars, left and right coaches, were metal cubicles which could hold as many as a small bus. How many bodies would securely stow inside was entirely up to the riders to choose, as the lift attendant's attitude toward safety seemed non-existent. The three-minute ride up, powered by cables dripping grease, ended atop an open park, full of families visiting the World Heritage Site of St. Michael's Golden Dome Monastery. The cars landed at the upper station under the other attendants' indifferent surveillance. Inside, people chittered about local gossip, Liliana told Peter on their way up. The slow ride and the relic allowed Peter and Liliana to enjoy the views, as if the parks were inside window frames and not them. Liliana's smile was unending as she shared her world with someone who equally appreciated it. Touching down, as it were, and stepping out of the car, the pair made their way to a coffee kiosk, drank the warm brew in the chilly morning air, and started their sightseeing tour. First, Liliana started, the old and then the new. We'll make our way up to St. Sophia's Cathedral and next to the modern shops. Sophia's is Kiev's oldest surviving church, possibly dating back to the thousands. Other pedestrians alongside soon outpaced the couple. Along the way, Peter and Liliana talked endlessly about work, families, and their interests. They chatted, giggled at each other's antics, and sweated in the rising heat, and occasionally held hands. Peter could not remember their exact conversations as he was absorbed in Liliana's much-loved city. As they reached the cathedral full of medieval frescoes and mosaics, Liliana assured him much more awaited. Peter took its double meaning as a quasi-promise and pledged everything to make their adventures happen. Buried in preparation for his trip ahead to Istanbul, Peter climbed the stairs in his office building to retrieve a last-minute file and handwritten notes. At noon, he would be off to Sikorsky International Airport by taxi. Unfortunately, with his mind elsewhere, as he climbed stairs of varied ornamental patterns, he missed his floor. Indeed, he kept walking up the wide stairway only to realize his mistake midway. He shook his head over the senselessness, but realized he could make use of his error to inspect the plant for which Liliana cared. Over the past few days, he had regularly watered and even talked to it. New shoots from its base darted towards the sunshine from the nearby window. When Peter reached the floor, Liliana stood with her back to him. Her hands stroked the tears of Persia, as if to say, Here I am. The sight startled him. A familiar memory slipped out of its mental archive, a recollection of his wife reaching out to her sister's sleeping infant, dotingly caressing its back. The twinge of loss and loneliness upset his balance and forced Peter to stop in the stairwell to grip the handrail. Years after her passing, his grief had remained anchored to his core. He thought of the suicide note they had found. Peter shook the sorrow off his shoulders and announced his arrival, for Liliana had not yet seen him. I thought you had gone, Liliana exclaimed with surprise. Just after I pick up some of my papers, he replied and touched her elbow nearest the plant. 
It did not seem so long ago when you told me about Turkey, she continued, like yesterday. Since the Pyrgovo Folk Museum, Peter and Liliana had not ventured far outside Kiev, but had stayed in town to tour the local streets, walk along the Dnieper River, and visit the many shrines. The heat had left and they forgot their suffering. Cool evenings turned to chilly nights for the city residents, and the pair made the most of it. Their dialogues intensified, deepened. Their pseudo-dates escalated their intimacy. Their affair of fondness redoubled, as each delighted in the presence of the other. Calm encapsulated their rendezvous in which Peter felt respected and Liliana felt safe. Their quasi-trysts offered unyielding friendship. Indeed, Liliana's charm pervaded Peter's senses, unable as he was to predict what Liliana might next say. Furthermore, Peter's North American idiosyncrasy, which had initially troubled Liliana, became fascinating to her. Peter did not compare to the men she had previously known, men who were often crude in their valuation of women. We've seen each other quite a bit, Peter unexpectedly began. Our time together has been wonderful. Peter was uneasy and stiff as he was unprepared for meeting Liliana. He had anticipated the time away from Kiev and the distance which would separate them. He had calculated how to call long distance from Turkey to surprise Liliana, the types of souvenirs he would buy for her, and the postcards that he would send. Yet he had not expected their surprise meeting. He was unrehearsed and thus nervous. Liliana, he ventured, but could not summon the words to finish. Their relationship was sublime but still virginal, rooted, yet just begun. He felt like giving up on words. Indeed, he did not fully understand his own intentions. How could he? He was a visitor. She was a patriot. His life in the States would return to him. Hers had never left Ukraine. It is an odd thing to be a traveler and find someone that strikes a chord of delight in one's own senses. Perhaps it is like finding a long-lost friend after a diligent search. Peter had traveled extensively, yet had not once encountered such an occasion of trust. Nevertheless, he doubted his feelings out of deference to a novel culture which he could little gauge. He disbelieved his state of mind from his own misgivings arising out of his closeted love for his late wife. Also, he had reservations about his own worth as seen by the opposite sex. He felt much, but could, in short, say little. Liliana glued her eyes upon the tears of Persia, its green leaves vibrant from the water and their devotion, until she had mustered her courage. She broke the clumsy silence formed by Peter's embarrassing attempt at romance, and turned suddenly, stood on her toes, and kissed his mouth slow enough for Peter to know it was a kiss of ardor and feeling. Its effect stunned him. As she briefly caught his gaze, Peter saw a bright reassurance in her eyes. She was eager to confirm what Peter was unable to say. No indifference existed between them. They both felt what the other suspected. Peter raised his chin, looked off over her shoulder at the happy plant, then returned to her face. Liliana locked her arms around his waist. Their next kiss lasted as they lingered in the stairway until time for Peter to go. His departure would be full of hope for his return and their transformed bond.